Hello and welcome to Chairside Live. I'm your host, Megan Strong. Thank you for joining us today. Dr. Abai is presenting part one of an exciting case that you can't miss. I mean it. And in this portion today, you're going to get to see Dr. Abai prepare teeth number eight and number nine for biotemps. Stick around and you'll see the final impressions and delivery of the restorations. But first, let's start at the beginning of the work on these crucial anterior teeth. Take it away, Dr. Abai. Welcome back to another episode of Shareside Live. My name is Dr. Abai, and I'm here at Glidewell Dental Laboratories at the Glidewell International Technology Center. And I had just recently had a patient come into the operatory uh, with the chief complaint of teeth number eight and nine. And the complaint was that uh, the patient did not like uh, the restorations any longer. Originally, the patient didn't like the restorations to begin with, but his treatment options were very limited at the time. He's had crowns placed on teeth number eight and nine. And uh, as you can appreciate in the clinical situation, these teeth are quite bulky. And uh, on the radiograph, you can see that there are some open margins. So the crowns initially did not fit quite that well to begin with. So uh, my concern was to, once I removed these crowns, uh, to evaluate what's underneath. And obviously, tooth number nine has a, an existing root canal. So I want to make sure that I can provide a type of restoration that can block the darkened uh, dentin underneath the restoration of tooth number nine. And I also want to make sure that we don't have any darkness coming through the gingiva on tooth number nine as well. So uh, as I proceeded, I took the preliminary impression for the biotemps and I sent it down to the laboratory. And the process for fabricating the biotemps has obviously become more digital. So uh, everything is converted into a digital file. Uh, our technicians will fabricate the master cast. And uh, once the master cast is in a solid format, we'll go ahead and utilize a desktop scanner to scan the cast and the opposing and also a bite registration. So once all that information is digitized, then we can go ahead and digitally design the biotemps, which we call biotemps CAD or uh, CAD-CAM assisted fabrication of biotemps. So in this situation, our technician is digitizing everything, uh, including the bite in that last scenario. And then the technician can move forward with the design of the biotemps. So utilizing the software, the first thing we do is mark the occlusal plane. And also uh, we like to mark the margins of where the restorations are. And just like the crown prep in approximately, we're going to be a little bit higher than we are going to be facially and lingually with our margins. So our technician will go ahead and mark uh, the interproximal location of uh, where the biotemps will end up. And once that location is completed, we can go ahead and do what we call a virtual prep. What I really like about the virtual prep is that it creates a minimum thickness that's uniform all the way around the preparation of the tooth structure. And that way you can get a restoration, a biotemp back, that's uh, uniform in thickness. And the other reason that I really like the uniform preparation is that it's extremely thin, so you get a thin shell back, and you have more options of being able to seat this restoration on the preparation because you can minimally prep the teeth if that's what's required. So in this scenario, you can see our technician is going through the uh, digital wax up. 
Obviously, uh, the advantage is that we can visualize exactly where the teeth are going to be and in relation to the preparation. And we can also take a cross-section of our restoration and measure the thickness. And in certain situations, if we need to, we can add a little bit more thickness to those areas. So a lot of control with the digital wax-up and the digital fabrication of the biotemps. Once we have the digital file. The next step is called nesting. It's essentially uh, the technician placing the biotemps within the block digitally so that the milling machine knows exactly where the restoration is going to be. And that information can then get transferred into a physical machine with the milling process in place. So once the nesting is completed, we'll have our technician place the milling block inside the uh, milling machine. And once the file is transferred over to the milling machine, then the milling of the biotemps can start. And literally within minutes, we can have a product that is very close to completion. So as you can see here, the milling is completed and the biotemps uh, is now removed from the block. Obviously, in a, in a normal situation, you wouldn't use a two-unit biotemp in an entire block. Uh, so this was for demonstration purposes only. Usually, there are many different units that are nested within the same milling block. As you can see, that is, the milling block is uh, fairly large uh, for just two biotemps. Now, there is a little bit of artwork involved in fabricating the final product. So the technician will remove the biotemps from the milling block and proceed with staining and glazing. And uh, once that's completed, they'll send the final product back to the dentist. And in this case, uh, the technician sent it back to the operatory. And in the second visit, I was able to bring the patient back. And I wanted to make the patient nice and comfortable with some anesthetic before proceeding. So I went ahead and anesthetized and removed the previous crowns. And this is the situation with the initial crowns removed. And then I'll go through and I will prepare the teeth to receive biotemps and eventually the final restoration. Now, this is the step where I like to evaluate the teeth. Once again, I remove the final restorations. And you can tell that tooth number nine has a darker dentin shade than tooth number eight. And at this stage, I can go ahead and select the restorative material. I had a good idea going into it because I already knew that the tooth was root canal treated and removing them will also help me evaluate. Regardless, uh, what I want to do now is fit the biotemps and this is the biotemp CAD product. And uh, as you can see here, without any adjustments, I'm able to seat the restoration in place and I want to check and make sure that I have the proper amount of reduction before realigning it. So you can see here from the side views that I have not relined uh, the biotemps yet. I just seat them on top of the tooth preparations. And then once I know that I can seat them completely and I'll check the bite and the fit, uh, then I'll go ahead and utilize an acrylic material to reline the biotemps. So in this situation, I'm actually using tough temp for the reline. And once uh, the temporary material is placed inside the biotemps and I'll seat it on top of the restorations, I can sometimes remove a little bit of excess material so that my trimming and polishing time will be reduced. Obviously, you want to take care to not wipe off uh, some of the excess from the margins uh, so that you can capture the margins properly. So once the material is set, I'll go back into the laboratory and remove the excess temporary material, and I want to make sure that my margins are as crisp and clean as possible. So I'll use the diamond disc and, and some lab burrs 
to make sure that I have enough opening in approximately between teeth number eight and nine and also nice and clean margins. So once my temporaries are completely fabricated and finished, I can go ahead and apply some Palaseal uh, to provide a final glaze. And then I want to deliver the biotemps uh, to the patient with some temporary cement. Uh, now, uh, what I'd like to do is try them on first before I place the cement. So I want to try them on and make sure that they fit properly. Then I'll take them back off and dry them and then load them with temporary cement um, before delivering it in the patient's mouth. Once the temporary cement is completely cured, what I like to do is make sure to remove all the temporary cement. Obviously, uh, leaving some temporary cement behind can cause some tissue inflammation and an aesthetic case like this, that is really something that you want to move away from. In any case, it would not be a good thing to leave the temporary cement, but especially in a, in a case where I'm treating the patient in the aesthetic zone. And I'll go through and I'll double check with some floss. I like to tie a knot in the floss and, and run it through to make sure that in approximately I didn't leave any temporary cement. Also, in the interproximal space between teeth number eight and nine, I like to use uh, super floss and remove any temporary cement. And uh, what I like to do is also give a package of super floss to the patient because it's really important for him to clean this area uh, while the tissue is healing and while the lab is going to fabricate the final restorations. So there you have the biotemps in place and within a week the patient comes back for some pictures and you can appreciate how the soft tissue has already healed and then we can move to the next step in the selection and fabrication of our final restoration. Now for us, the next step is going to be to bring the patient back, and it is an extra step. What I, what I want to do is have the tissue heal completely before capturing the final impression and having our final product. So I look forward to having you back here to view part two of this two-part series for this case for the material selection and progression of uh, delivering final restorations for this case. Thank you again for joining me for this Chairside Live episode, and I hope to see you soon in the near future. Thank you for that, Dr. Abai, and stick around for the completion of that case in upcoming episodes. And thank you for watching. That's all we have for today's show, so on behalf of everyone here at Glywell Laboratories, we appreciate you tuning in today, and I'll meet you right back here next time.